The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, Emergency Edition. Cam Newton to injured reserve. I'm Will Brinson. I'm the host of this podcast. Whenever we got big-time breaking news, and this qualifies, we have a we have a, a thing in the office that actually it's like the bar. Will we clear it? Uh, the Cam Newton to IR helped. Nick Foles, back as a starter for the Jaguars, pushes it over the top here to talk about all of that. My best friends in the entire world, Ryan Wilson and John Breach. Oh, hey, Sean. Sean Biden McGuff here as well. Hey, what's up, buddy? You're Sean not is not either. So it goes both ways. Just kidding. All right, look, we'll give Sean credit. Sean was out working in a cafe and sprinted back to his apartment to do this podcast. So credit to you, Sean. Uh, can I ask you a question, Sean? Were you at a cat cafe? No. Oh, well, I, I, as I said on yesterday's podcast, I'm a little bit allergic. And I could tell that story again if Ryan wants to hear it. Were you on a Tinder date? No, I was working. I was working on my quarterback power rankings. I was going to ask you what your date thought about the Cam Newton news. Uh, All right, let's get into it. We don't need this nonsense. Um, we don't need you talking about Sean's dating life. we got to talk about Cam Newton. Cam Newton was placed on injured reserve by the Carolina Panthers on Tuesday morning. Uh, we played on the previous podcast Ron Rivera's comments on Monday when asked about uh, Cam Newton, and he was very snarky and ticked off and annoyed that he had to answer questions. And um, so this is sort of feels like it's a bit of a response to it. Uh, Marty Herney said in a statement, for the past seven weeks, Cam has diligently followed a program of rest and rehab and is still experiencing pain in his foot. He saw a two-foot specialist last week who agreed that he should continue that path prescribed by the team's medical staff and that it likely will take significant time for that for the injury to fully heal. Yikes. We've said all along that it is impossible to put a timetable on this injury. Nobody is more frustrated with that fact than Cam. He's one of the fiercest competitors I've been around during my 20-plus years in the league. At this time, we've decided the best decision to reach the goal of bringing the foot back to 100% is to place Cam on injured reserve. Um, let me ask you this first, Breach. Have we seen the last of Cam Newton in a Pan- Carolina Panthers uniform? Uh, unless he is wearing it at his house Hanging out, I think, yes, we have. I, I, I would be shocked if he returns in 2020, and it just doesn't make any sense from any perspective to bring him back. And this is – forget about Kyle Allen for a second. You're just the Panthers. You have to decide if Cam Newton is your quarterback of the future. And if you look at what he's given them, he's lost his last eight straight starts. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. I know that he took the four – to the playoffs four times in eight years, took him to the Super Bowl in 2015, but that's not the Cam Newton he is anymore. He's a Cam Newton who can't stay healthy uh, and will probably dig into his contract a lot more. But the thing is, if they trade him or if they cut him, they pick up $19.1 million in salary cap space. So not only are you getting rid of your quarterback, but you have enough money to go out and sign another quarterback if you think that's the route you have to go to get a quarterback. Uh, so... I would be absolutely shocked if Cam Newton ever plays another down with the Panthers. And the one thing I will say is that you look at 
the market for teams that need a quarterback this offseason, we're talking about the Bears. Sean doesn't want Mitch Trubisky under center anymore. He would rather a Cam Newton. There's the Broncos, the Titans, the Buccaneers. They don't know what they're going to do with Jameis Winston. Cam Newton could be a fit in there. Tom Brady could retire next year. We don't know what's up with his contract. Phillip Rivers. So there's a bunch of teams that will be looking for a quarterback, which could put the Panthers in a spot where they could trade him and, and get something for him. And the thing with Cam Newton is that he's only is the final year of his contract, only $18 million in base salary. That's a very affordable rate to test run what your team can do with Cam Newton. If he does well, then you sign him to an extension. Uh, I would just point out one thing. If you'll allow me this moment, Brent's at the talk. <laughs> I like to always be polite when I interrupt. So, yeah, look, John's right about most of that. I don't know if the Panthers really are ready to move on. What are you making a face for? I was doing that. Interrupt. Okay. And here's why. Because Kyle Allen has been good um, for the most part. He's been below replacement level, though, if you sort of look at the advanced stats. he Look, that 50-burger wasn't really his fault two weeks ago. He did throw three interceptions, but there's a lot of blame to go around there. But if you look at Football Outsiders' advanced metrics, he ranks 23rd in value per play behind Ryan Fitzpatrick, Case Keenum, Jared Goff, just ahead of Mason Rudolph. And I wanted to call up Cam's numbers real quick. And, of course, Football Outsiders doesn't have them handy, but I would imagine when he's healthy, rarely has he finished below 15th. And I'll check that real quick as someone else talks. But my the point is you have a franchise quarterback in Cam. He has to be healthy. When is he going to be healthy? I don't know, but I would imagine an offseason off would get him there. And do you want to gamble on Kyle Allen slash Will Greer as the future when there's so much uncertainty around those two guys? Yeah, excuse me. Here's here's part of the problem with that, though. Um, Cam Newton is going to have to be willing to play into the final year of his contract. The Panthers cannot – I cannot state this strongly enough. They cannot sign him to a contract extension – before seeing him play a full 16-game season after whatever happens with the foot, whether it is an offseason starting, you know, right now, November 5th to, um, you know, uh, whatever it is, you know, September for the, for the first season, a full offseason of rest and rehabilitation or a surgery. Like, if he undergoes surgery, and that's the thing. Like, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Cam, you know, there, there's enough time left in the season. He can come back still. Off injured reserve. He can come back in the playoffs. He can come back, well, I think, maybe the last week of the regular season, whatever it is. Um, I guess he can come back week 17 or maybe in the playoffs. The point being is that Cam could still come back. He may then try to delay getting the surgery until the actual offseason. If he does that, that will push the timetable up severely against the offseason programs. It will push it up and up, you know, it'll, it'll run it right through the draft. It'll give them a tough decision to make. And they just use a third round pick on Will Greer. They like him. They don't know what they're going to do in 2020 because here's the other thing. If they don't make the playoffs, Ron Rivera and Marty Herney might get fired, and then Cam Newton might be done, and it would be a clean sweep, a wholesale change uh, for David Tepper if he decided to do that, and I don't think that's off the table. Let me interject real quickly. Um, so I was wrong. I just said 2015 Cam Newton's um, MVP year, ranked 11th in value per play, which makes sense. He took the team to the Super Bowl. 2016, he was 28th. Just had a uh, Colin Kaepernick and Joe Flacco, Brinson's favorite player. Well, Cam got hurt in 2016. Okay, well, I mean, injuries are part of the no, equation, right? Wait, wait, no, the 2016 was when he hurt his shoulder the first time, and he they played him. He played through it like a, like it was stupid. Not like he's a moron, but everybody involved is a moron. Remember okay. Andrew Luck? Andrew Luck and Cam hurt themselves at the same time. Um, Cam played through it through it instead of getting the surgery done, and as a result, uh, was wholly ineffective down the stretch. Okay, fair enough. 2017, he was 21st, mm. and um, last season, 
surprisingly, he was a little better, 20, uh, 23rd. So he was just behind well, he was He was good last season up until he yeah. hurt his shoulder and he couldn't throw the ball 30 yards. Well, my point yeah. is that I said he probably wasn't replacement level. He has been replacement level injuries or otherwise since that MVP year in 2015. So, Brinson, you mentioned that Cam would be have to be willing to play in the final year of his contract. Is there a team, though, right right now, say, they, say the Panthers cut him, is there a team that's going to give him a multi-year deal? Because I feel like every team's going to look at it the same way and be like, we'll give you a one-year prove-it deal. And if you prove, if you prove the ability to come back from all these surgeries, then you're going to be set up to either get the franchise tag, which will be a lot of money, or someone else will give you a long-term deal. Yeah, I mean, I think the team would – I remember, like, I'm not, I'm not saying Cam is Peyton Manning, um, but Peyton Manning was coming off four neck surgeries and still got a big deal for the Broncos. Like, Cam would have to prove that he's healthy as a free agent to do it. Um, I really think it comes down to the timing of – it comes down to his decision. Does he try to have surgery or not? I think he should. I mean, I it's his decision, obviously, but, like, and you don't know what he's factoring in. But because I look at this and say he has the sur- – he puts off surgeries and holding out hope that he can come back for the playoffs, I don't even think it's a sure thing the Panthers at that point would be willing to give him the job back um, if Kyle Allen gets them to the playoffs. Right. So, like, he might be holding out for a job that might not be still available. I think what we'd be looking at is a uh, Jalen Hurts to a Tagovailoa situation in which Tua gets hurt and Tua being Kyle Allen here. Not They're not comparing their skill levels, but, like, Tua took over the, you know, Alabama as a starter, got hurt, and then Jalen Hurts had to step in for the SEC championship game, right? That's what I – and I, I'm not saying that Cam is Jalen Hurts. I just think that – um like if Kyle Allen gets him to the playoffs and Cam's, they're not sure about Cam's health. They're not going to yank him off injured reserve to play him just because he's just because they made the playoffs. Uh, it would be more like oh something happened to Kyle Allen or he's just not functioning. But Jalen Hurts was benched in the at halftime of that. Yeah, but then, the, but then the following year he came back in. Right, that's right. Um, yeah, look, it's it's convoluted, man. And by the way, if the Chargers went to London, um, or even if the Chargers don't go to London, I would point out that uh, should the Panthers move on from Cam Newton. My guy, Philip Rivers, free agent after this year. Oh, North Turner's his old, North Turner's his old coach. North Turner, one of his favorite coaches of all time. Oh no, right. I think I think it's plausible. I just I don't think we can handle the idea of Philip oh, Rivers being the quarterback of the Panthers. Panthers. This podcast would become a Philip Rivers Carolina Panthers podcast. We'd never right. talk about anything ever again. But let me say real quick on what you guys, you guys are talking about, Kyle Allen, and, and the thing is. What the Panthers have seen this year, because I don't think this means that if they get rid of Cam Newton, this doesn't mean that Kyle Allen has to be the starter next year. Because what Ron Rivera, what that team has seen this year is that, hey, when we put a functional quarterback in there, we're pretty good. If we can upgrade from Kyle Allen while also getting rid of Cam Newton, like, why not? Because there's going to be a lot of available quarterbacks this offseason. This is going to be like the, the winning the lottery, the hitting the, the gold mine of quarterbacks. There's going to be so many quarterbacks available I know, I know. Wilson's giving me the look like Andy Dalton will be out there. Marcus uh, James, Mariota. Uh, but those are you don't think all of those guys could potentially be better for the Panthers than Kyle Allen? Kyle Allen doesn't turn the ball over. I will give him that. They're not going to accept this last week. They're not going to pay. They're not going to pay Cam Newton nineteen million. Are you talking about if they keep Cam Newton, they might? No, have- I'm saying you get. I, I am saying that no matter how Kyle, this is independent because they could decide not to keep Kyle Allen or not. Not, he doesn't have to be the starter next year is what I'm saying. So let's sure. say they, they finish the season 8-8, eight and eight and they say, all right, well, look, when Kyle Allen was quarterback, when we had a healthy quarterback, we were okay. If we can upgrade at quarterback, 
get rid of Cam Newton because you're, you're picking up that money. Now you have $19 million in salary cap space. Now you can go out and get a quarterback, and Kyle Allen can continue to do what you originally signed him to do as an undrafted free agent in 2018, which is kind of serve as a, a respectable backup. So, I mean, there, and, and that's kind of what you're going with signing Rivers. There's a lot of doors the Panthers could go through. Look, man, I hate to bring it to you. The Panthers aren't signing Andy Dalton, okay? Um, I don't want to sign it. I don't want the, I don't want Andy Dalton anywhere near your team because then we would have to be friends instead of super friends. No, but look, I, I, th- I really do think that for the, for the Panthers, it is, you're going to have to make a decision. Do you want to try to sign Cam Newton again? To me, the answer you is. You said it. You can't yet wait. You can't do it. I agree, but okay. I'm saying that there's certain points here. Cam, Cam is going to have to decide, is he willing to play on a one-year contract for $19 million? The Panthers will have to decide, are we willing to pay Cam $19 million? Um, if Cam is willing to do that and the Panthers are willing to do that, I think there's a pretty easy opportunity to let 2020 play out and then adjust after that via the franchise tag or letting him walk, depending on how healthy he is and all that. If he um, can't walk. Right. And if he can't walk, then you, then you have to cut him, unfortunately. To roll him out the door. Maybe Cam's tired of playing football. Could be that too. But listen, if he plays whatever the case is and they go into 2021 about trying to sign him, it's going to have to be Russell Wilson money. He ain't playing for top 10 money. Correct. Th- 35 million, I would imagine, is the conversation starter. God. I, see, that's the other thing too, is I would be looking at this, frankly, and I love, I love Cam as, I mean, I mean, I, Cam's one of my favorite players of all time, but, um, I would be looking at this as, okay, Cam's been incredible. He won an MVP. He got us to a Super Bowl. We've got an out here. Like we can cut him and you know be like, we love everything Cam has done for this franchise, but without being attached to whatever salary he had. Like that's sort of what the Colts did, right? They I mean they you know they're like, we've got an out here. You know we we don't well, they got know. lucky. With Literally, the yeah. Andrew Luck pick, yeah, right. Sure, but I mean like I'm just saying like they have. I mean the Panthers have an out here if they want to get out if they want to bail on the idea of paying Cam Newton long-term and not knowing if he'll be healthy or not. And they may want to do that. David Tepper comes from a, you know, an investment firm. So, uh, Mellengrad. That's right. Oh, and here's a fun fact speaking because you brought up Andy Dalton. Both quarterbacks, both quarterbacks came out of the 2011 draft. You guys get to guess who ends their career with their respective team with more wins. Dalton or Cam Newton? So you're saying who has more wins now or who will? No. With their one team. If he's done with the Panthers, he played 2011-2019 with the Panthers. Dalton played 2011. Stop! No Googling. It's obviously Dalton because you would not be bringing it up if it was Cam. Wilson, what's your guess? I wouldn't have guessed Dalton, but I guess. Andy Dalton's career is over. Cam might play 16 games and win 15 of them next year. No, I am saying with their one team. 2011-2019, they're both done for the season. Andy Dalton is finished in Cincinnati. He's toast. He's wasted. He's gone. They're throwing him to the dumpster and sending him to Chicago. Brinson is stalling so he can Google the answer. No, Brinson's mad because you just insinuated that Andy Dalton better than Cam Newton. Who had more wins? He's triggered. Cam Newton. Who, cur- who currently has more wins is what you're asking. Yes. <laughs> Andy Dalton is obviously the answer. You guys are all wrong. I tricked you. Oh, uh, You got him worked up over that. <laughs> <laughs> but the actual answer is they tied both 68 regular season wins. So it was a trick question. So that Alex Adam yeah. postseason wins and – where, do, where does that get us? <laughs> I don't. I don't calculate postseason wins. That's fair. Done, fair out of you. I haven't done that math. much research. It is. Um, let's do uh, winning percentage. 
It's not much. I love that how much, much this triggered Brinson. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> it took it took us any piece of garbage. <laughs> Twelve months to what? Make me angry? Yeah. <laughs> um, what are you gonna ask, Ryan? I mean, this doesn't change anything for the Panther season because it's been Kyle Allen the whole time. But any conversation about what this means for the playoffs for them, just. Regardless yeah. of whether we're talking about Cam Newton, it's the same team, but they have a long, long way to go because it's a tough conference. Yeah, I think they still make the playoffs. Ooh, wait, whoa, whoa. Let's hear that story. As a wild card? That's not weird. How's that weird? You have the Vikings, you have the Seahawks, you have the Rams. And we could talk about maybe the Eagles or, and our Cowboys. Yeah. And tough. the Panthers are currently two and three in the NFC, which is the big tiebreaker for a wild card. I mean, the Panthers are five and three. The Cowboys are five and three. The and Eagles are five. They win the division. The Rams are five and three. What are the Seahawks and the and the Vikings? They are better the, than that. The Panthers do get to play the Falcons twice. That's something to keep in mind. Yeah, yeah. but the, Sean, the Falcons rearranged the coaching staff. They're <laughs> going to be fine. <laughs> oh, and the Redskins. <laughs> Panthers <laughs> have. Yep, that's right. Panthers have. Panthers played the Seahawks. By Ooh. the way, huge game at home. They play every year in Charlotte. Uh, they have, they have, they're at the Packers this week, obviously. Falcons at Saints, Redskins at Falcons, Seahawks at Colts, and then Saints at home in week 17. Good chance the Saints rest their people in week 17. Um, you hope so. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, so they care a little. <laughs> Panthers, dude, Panthers, Panthers can still win the division. They got two games. Uh, yeah. yeah, I agree. They won't. The they won't. Stop it. But yeah. Theoretically, there's a chance. I mean, if they sweep the Saints and sweep the Falcons, they're probably winning the division. And that's well, if not... they went out, then they'll be 13-3. and three. I don't think, for instance, wild card theory is that crazy, though, because you do look at the two yeah, games I against think. the Falcons and the Redskins. That gets you up to eight. If the uh-huh. Saints are resting people, that gets you nine wins, and then you just have to steal maybe one of the other three games, and all of a sudden you're at 10-6, and six, which will likely get you in if one of those other three wins is against the Packers or Seahawks because you'll have that head-to-head tiebreaker. The Seahawks could be fraudulent, by the way. Their point differential stinks. Their defense is terrible. Where did they come from? At the 49ers, <laughs> by, at Eagles, Vikings, at Rams, at Panthers, Cardinals, 49ers. That's not an easy schedule. Wait, you, you're talking about the Seahawks? Or aren't you the one that is convinced the Seahawks are going to beat the 49ers this week? Yep. This is a fraudulent win. <laughs> Triggered Brenton has lost his mind. Um, all I'm saying let, me is just, that, let me just say this preemptively, Brenton. Uh that those remarks did not age well. Which remarks? Anything you've said the last two weeks, because I can throw <laughs> back in your face because you're on both sides of the fence. Uh, I'm just saying the Seahawks could be a fraud. I think they'll beat the 49ers. They could be a fraud. Their point difference is not good. They don't have a, a very functional offense, and um, their defense is terrible. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about Nick Foles taking over in Jay Vegas. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, 
taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. All right, so the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jaguars, if you're John Breach, we're in the news on uh, Tuesday as well. Big quarterback news broke out. We had Cam Newton, which we talked about before. And uh, Nick Foles named the starter once again in Jacksonville for your Jaguars. 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 Jaguars? There you go. Breach, what do you think? I'm in your head, Brinson. Uh, you know what? Here's the thing is I don't hate this move. We talked about it like three. I've been flip-flopping on all my Jacksonville takes. I am the Brinson of Jacksonville because I, I switch whether or not they're going to win the division every week. I switch whether or not Minshew should be the quarterback for the rest of the season. But now they're, that they're making this move, I actually agree with it. Minshew was just starting to look like a rookie. We saw the ugly performance against the Texans. He fumbled the ball 11 times this year, which is more than any other quarterback in the NFL, more than Jameis Winston. And so, you know, there was no – and you have Nick Foles. You gave him this giant contract. Why not see what he can do? And I'm not saying that just because – start him because of the money. Look at Nick Foles did in week one. He only played for 10 minutes, but he threw for 75 yards and a touchdown in those 10 minutes. That translates to like 9,000 yards and 60 touchdowns for an entire year. Uh, so it's not like Nick Foles played bad at all. Why not put him on the field, see what he can do. If he plays well, gets in the playoffs, boom, you still have him for under contract for a few more years. If he doesn't play well, then you try and trade him in the offseason, you let Minshew start next year. So I do think that uh, putting Foles in for the rest of the season is probably the right move here. I know that Nick Foles, excuse me, Gardner Minshew had a rough outing in London, but the dude has a mustache and wears shorts. He's not built to play in Europe, so don't trade him, <laughs> don't trade him for the Chargers. Also, advanced metric, he, he ranks 12th among all quarterbacks, head of Jacoby Brissett, head of Jimmy G, head of Lamar Jackson, um, head of Carson Wentz. Lamar's mostly because that doesn't incorporate the run, but just the pass. So, I mean, he's not been bad. The Jaguars' offense, I think, ranks 15th overall, according to Football Outsiders. The passing game ranks 12th. It's the running game that's been struggling. So, yeah, look, you paid uh, Nick Foles four years, $80 million, something like that, something insane. 88. 88. So, sure, you, you play him. I get it. This team's in last place. I don't think Nick Foles is going to have a run in him. Um, I'm not sure where Breach is today on the Jaguars making a run at the division. But if Nick Foles um, is your future, play him. But I feel like Gardner Minshew has a better chance of being that guy. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Ryan. Um, I fully expected the Jags to do this. Because of the money they spent in the offseason, which, by the way, at the time they gave him that money, most of us, I feel like, were calling it a bad deal. Um, so we've been criticizing this for a while. Menchu has played good enough not only to keep the Jaguars in this playoff position where Breach has been flip-flopping every week, which is a testament to how well he's played, as Ryan just noted all the advanced metrics, but he also gives – the Jaguars a better long-term option at quarterback because he's substantially cheaper than Foles. So I feel like it would have just made more sense for them to stick with Gardner Minshew because he clearly is good enough to keep them around in the playoff race. They're not out of it with him. Um, and if you make the playoffs with him, great. 
Um, he's established himself as, you know, your future franchise quarterback and all that. And if he doesn't, that's still not a big deal because you still gave him a full season of experience. And I feel like the Jaguars right now should be trying to build around him because he has such a cheap contract and he's shown the um, ability as a six round rookie, like he deserves time to even get better. But as a six round rookie, he's already, you know, bordering on the top 10. If you look at the advanced metrics, even after his worst outing of the season. So I would have rather they stick with him. Um, I understand why they went to Foles. I fully expected them to go back to Foles. But to me, this is an organization that has botched the quarterback position for years and years and years. They suck with Blake Bortles a year longer than everyone knew um, they should have. Uh, they could have drafted, you know, Watson or Mahomes. They took a, a running back, the wrong running back, I should add. Um, and then they gave way too much, way too much money to Nick Foles, a guy who hasn't been a full time starter uh, in a really long time. So I, 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 I guess I can't trust anything the Jaguars do at the quarterback position. And it seems like they had the obvious solution sitting right there in front of them, fell into their lap in the sixth round, um, and now they're going away from them. Yeah, I don't really care for it. I like the idea of rolling Minshew. And I grew up my freaking beard for Minshew, and they're benching him for Nick Foles. Well, I'm supposed to grow out now to celebrate Nick Foles. Curly hair. Where, uh, <laughs> Brenton, you're hilarious. But uh, you, what, Nick Foles, where does he thrive when you throw him in the middle of the season? That's, that's it. True. That's the only time he's good. So if you're going to, you, why not take the chance at the Grand Slam here and, and see if he has that magic that he had in 2017, 2015, 2013? I mean, it happens literally every year when you, he starts playing more than halfway through the season. I honestly think it's just because they're worried they will all get fired if Which is why they didn't draft a quarterback in the first round. That's that's what they went out and got Nick Foles to have the security blanket to give them the excuse. No, I think that's exactly right. They screwed the whole thing up in the beginning, right? I mean they drafted Blake Bortles, it's fine. He played well one year and then they believed in him, so they gave him a big extension, then didn't take Watson and took Fournette instead. They liked Watson and wanted to take him factually. Um and so they didn't take Watson. Then they didn't sign Teddy Bridgewater. Then they're like, oh, we got the answer. It's Blake Bortles. We're the Jaguars. We should be smart. Don't worry about it. We got Blake Bortles. And he's like, oh, no, it turns out you don't have the answer. They gave him the extension, got a bunch of dead money. Then they went out and signed Nick Foles. I mean, they just they screwed the pooch from the beginning. They're reaping what they sow. And look, good luck. Now, they could rip off some wins here. At Colts, at Titans, Buccaneers, Chargers, at Raiders, at Falcons, Colts, final games. I mean, like, I, I get why... You look at this at four and five and say, okay, we have seven games left. We need to win five of them to, to salvage the season. We can do, we think Nick, if we, we, I mean, like, I see why you would roll the dice with Nick Foles if you paid him all that money, because if you keep losing with Minshew, it's going to be a hard sell to your owner that you gave Foles all that money. So I, I, I think you give him a couple of shots. If, look, if they lose the next two games, then you need to go back to Minshew and let, let's see what you I have. So let me let me ask you this. If, say, Foles plays well, they don't make the playoffs, but he plays well, he's not the problem. Mm. What do they do long-term with Minshew? Do they just let him sit there behind Foles? I imagine some team out there would be willing to throw them a pick um, for him. So yeah. but I'm just saying, what do they do? Because it, a third-round pick. And Will Greer. Here, take it. Give us Minshew. So I don't know really what they do long-term here, because is anyone going to want to trade for that Foles contract? No. I don't. I don't know about there because yeah. no one else wanted to give him that contract. The Bears. Yeah, Ryan Pace is dumb enough. That well, I mean, it, they'll trade for it after this season because Foles is only getting fifteen million dollars base salary in twenty twenty, and so if you're a team that trades for him and you get him for just the twenty twenty season, you can cut him in two thousand twenty one uh, without taking a hideous cap hit. So it, it after this season, it's not a crazy trade for a team to make. So if he does play well down the stretch but doesn't get him in the playoffs, then you say, all right, we're going to start Minshew next year, and uh, we're going to do our best to dump Foles off. 
But wouldn't that be admitting the failure that we're saying that they're afraid to admit right now? Yeah, that but at that, point, at that point in time, you've already convinced your owner not to fire you. Okay. So you're buying yourself another year. I mean, basically what what Tom Coughlin, Dave Caldwell, and Doug Marone are trying to do over the next seven weeks is buy themselves another year. And I think they believe the best way to do it is with Nick Foles. And I'm okay with that line of thinking, even though it goes contradictory to how I think they should operate as a franchise. Well, like if they had, say this was a first-year head coach and a first-year general manager, and they were building for the future, I feel like the decision would be a no-brainer. It's play Gardner Minshew, and we'll try to find a way to offload Foles in the offseason. On the other hand, the Dolphins are playing Ryan Fitzpatrick, so who the hell knows? Who these <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um Okay, uh, very quickly, the Los Angeles Chargers, we talked about this on Monday, uh, the Tuesday morning, Monday night recap show. This is the Tuesday afternoon show, emergency podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. If you like the emergency podcast, let us know in the, in the, in the, on the Apple, uh, Apple podcast review thing, cause that helps. We appreciate everybody who does the reviews, but if you like the emergency shows, appreciate the extra content, we appreciate the reviews. Chargers owner, well first I should point out, yeah, Chargers owner, uh, Dean Spanos, Beloved by the people of, uh, San Diego. Um, you know, had a, uh, had a pretty strong response when, when asked about, uh, about the Chargers possibly moving to London. He said, uh, Debo, do you want me to, uh, cuss and bleep it out or bleep it myself? I'll bleep it. Okay. I'm quoting Dean Spanos here now. It's total f- bullshit. We're not going to London. We're not going anywhere. We're playing in Los Angeles. This is our home, and this is where we're planning to be for a long f- time. Period. That was the quote. Right. Didn't feel as good to drop f bombs when they, I know they're going to be bleeped and somebody else. Oh, they're not going to be bleeped. Hopefully, Debo forgets. Well, I'm quoting, so that's fine. I won't get in trouble for that. Uh, also, I should note that the Los Angeles Chargers went on social media and they posted a uh, clip. Let's see if Ryan can guess what movie it's from. Okay. You know what? I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. The show goes on. This is my home. They're going to need a fucking wrecking ball to take me out of here. What movie is that from, Ryan? I, I went back and forth. Uh, is that is that Al Pacino in the football movie? Is the coach? Oh no! I couldn't I couldn't make out who was who was that who yelling? Was Al Pacino. He's, Al Pacino was like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> who was it? It's Leo and Wolf of Wall Street. Which oh, I while we're on the topic, uh, the Chargers must have thought the movie ended with that clip because what happens after? Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it, like Ryan, maybe um, Ryan, plug your ears. He earmuffs, gets arrested, and then they give him a deal where if he wears a wire, he can avoid jail time. And he wears the wire, but then he tries to warn his friend Jonah Hill, and they catch him doing that. So then he ends up going to prison. So I don't know what the equivalent is. Are the Chargers going to wear a wire to the owners meeting and try to help out the Rams or something? Because uh, they eventually had to leave or Jordan Belford had to leave. So I don't know if that's the best clip for them to be using here. Um, well, yeah. let me just tell you 
the Chargers don't really think anything through. I think if we've learned one thing about them over the past three years, that would be the main takeaway. And also my other favorite thing about them sharing that clip is that Jets wide receiver Robbie Anderson literally shared the exact same clip last week when the Jets didn't trade him. Uh, so, you know, the Chargers social media people can't up, can't even come up with their own original tweets. And the tweets don't even fit the context, as Sean mentioned. It makes no sense. The Ruby the one in next year. We all know what's going to happen. Dean Spanos is no clue what he's talking about. Uh, so what you're I, saying, John, I, I, should have played Al Pacino from any given Sunday. Thank you. That's what I <laughs> Also, <laughs> worth noting here, um, the Chargers already moved. They moved two years ago. Like, what do you mean? You're, you're like, that's like, that's like, like Sean going to some girl that he's dating, being like, I'm not going to break up with you. And like, after he's broken up with like six girls in the last two weeks, like, what, what are you doing? What like, world are we living in where that's happening? They're also, yeah, exactly. They moved two years like, ago. It's like some girl telling Sean she's not going to break up with him. Is that better, Ryan? <laughs> it, it is kind of like ironic too that they're using a movie about like excess greed. And like screwing over common people after they moved from uh, San Diego. So I hope the irony is not lost on them. Exactly. Uh, okay. So uh, that'll do it for the emergency podcast. But is, by the way, check, go to CBSports.com and check out my. Did y'all read the article I did where I like imagine yeah. Charger's schedule? If they I, were I'll be, you know what I did? I did a search, a control F, no mention of taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would, I thought you'd be jumping in the hashtag content yourself and helping out, helping to pull the, pull the old content boat down the, down the lane. Guess not. Guess you're not a big team player, huh? No, but I will be happy to draft the, uh, uh to, to, um, be the draft. How is the draft? By the way, how would it, like, one of the things we didn't talk about, Debo's going to stab me in the face, but one of the things we didn't talk about was, um, like, what do you do? If, like, the, like, you're, you're a desperate fringe roster guy and the Chargers want to give you a tryout. Do you, like, fly to London? Like- Imagine being on the practice squad. Those guys have no job security at all. You're going to go to London for a job. You might be gone in three days if they decide they want to pick up someone else. Yeah. Or they want to give you a tryout and you don't have a passport. The Lions had a player that they signed the week before they played in London uh, a few years ago. And then they cut him the day before the game because one of their other guys got healthy. So the guy literally went to London. Vontez Burfick went to yes. London for 24 hours this year and then got suspended and had to fly straight home. Like, imagine that. I mean, there's so, there are some rough situations that come up. But who was the guy if you, I can't, I, his name, I can't remember his name, but the Patriots would cut him like every Underwood. week. Underwood. Yeah. No, what, was it Underwood? Yeah, the tall hair. The guy got cut right before the Super Bowl and then they lost. I think his name was Underwood. Now, there's there's somebody else that they kept. It's a shorter name. They kept they they kept cutting every week. But what if you're like you're like keep flying back to like freaking London, or like what if you're? I mean, we would 100% see somebody hold out from the from the draft. Like if you're drafted by the Chargers in London, like nah, not going to London. You not- know why? First words, taxes, taxes. Ken John Barner got cut three times last year, but still got a Super Bowl ring with the Patriots. He did. Well, the Chargers aren't the London Chargers aren't winning the Super Bowl, um, and apparently aren't going to be the London Chargers. So that's exciting. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, we will be back tomorrow morning with the Brady Quinn Football Show. So make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks, fellas.